Amen. Exodus chapter 3, stand with me. Exodus 3, but there's nothing like being together. Amen. It's a little taste of heaven. When we get to heaven, we're going to be together forever. If you don't like somebody, better deal with it. If they're saved, if they're not saved, better get them saved. Uh, But you better watch out. You're going to see their face forever. You better start liking and loving them. Amen. Exodus 3. The Bible says in verse 1, Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law. You notice that it wasn't his uh, sheep. It was his father-in-law's sheep. Amen. Uh, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock uh, to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked and beheld, behold, the bush burned with fire and the bush was not consumed. Verse 3. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight. Why? The bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw not nigh hither. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look. Upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt, and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. Lord, I pray you help us all, Lord, to uh, see as you see, uh, to hear, Lord, what you say, Lord, and to get a glimpse of the glory of God, Father, and get our eyes off this world, uh, the cares of this life, the affection of the, of the things of this life, Lord, the snares, the traps. Uh, Lord, uh, everything that takes our eyes off you, help us, oh God, to, to, to get off uh, the things of this world and start looking through the eyes of God, Lord, as you allow us through the word of God to see the things that you see and, Lord, your will uh, concerning us and that we don't waste any more time. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, you may be seated. The Bible says, redeeming the time uh, for the days are evil. That's a commandment from God. And redeeming, we went over this before, redeeming is to put a price tag uh, on it yourself. Amen? Uh, Your time is valuable. And if you see how valuable your time is, uh, surely you would uh, spend uh, less time watching TV. Uh, Surely you spend less time uh, just doing nothing. Amen? Sitting on the couch. Uh, you'd wake up and, and you'd want to do something for God and say, you know what, I'm, I have a value to me. And you say, I'm not valuable, I messed up in life. But let me uh, say this, to put a value on your time, that means redeeming the time. You're going to put the price tag on it. And the Bible says uh, to redeem the time for the days are evil. There's an urgency there. Uh, you are needed in the race. Amen. You are needed to fight uh, for the Lord Jesus Christ and he wants to use you. Redeem the time for the days are evil. Now, the Lord Jesus Christ took you and set you apart and made you his own. The moment you received him into your heart, the Bible says uh, as man, uh, God made man in a garden. He God bent uh, down and breathed in man's nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. Uh, The moment you got saved, God breathed in the Holy Spirit of God. And that's what made you born again. Uh, you're not born again uh, by because you changed uh, your life or uh, turned over a new leaf or you stopped drinking and you stopped smoking, you stopped doing drugs and you stopped sinning because you can never sin till the day you get to heaven. Uh, the moment you see the Lord Jesus Christ face to face, uh, that's the moment uh, where you shall be like him, the Bible says. And the Bible says uh, that he uh, breathed in man's nostrils the breath of life. And the moment you receive Christ, he breathed in you the Holy Spirit of God and that's what made you born again. Amen? That's the where uh, the time when life 
began uh, for you, your Christian walk. And just as Adam and Eve, uh, they were alive and walking in the garden, they got to talk and fellowship with, the, with God himself. And they were there uh, uh, with the beauty and splendor surrounded by them, every need supplied. They had every fruit they could eat of and enjoy. And they got to fellowship with God and talk with God. And there was nothing like it. And the moment when sin came into the world and death by sin, and so death passed upon uh, all men, for that all have sinned uh, because of the uh, disobedience of Adam. Eve, uh, the Bible says she was deceived, but sin came into the world by Adam. And when death came, they were kicked out of the garden. They were kicked out of the garden, but the worst of all was death. And they didn't drop dead uh, physically. They were dead spiritually. God made them uh, to never die. And uh, the Bible says uh, we are eternal beings. You can either uh, live on and, and spend your eternity in a lake of fire. You don't have to do anything to do that. You will go to hell without the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. There is no escaping hellfire. The Bible says that they will burn forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Uh, why? Because they have not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. He that hath life, uh, he that hath the Son hath life. He that hath not the Son of God hath not life, and the wrath of God abideth on him. But the Bible says that he's not willing that any should perish. But that all should come to repentance. God didn't design uh, his creation, his beautiful creation, uh, to go to hell and just to burn up. Uh, neither does anyone try to build a, a beautiful mansion just for it to be uh, destroyed by rain. And they try to do their best to waterproof and seal. And, and God designed a perfect plan for his creation because we are made in the image of God. Just as you have the Father, just as you have the Son, just as you have the Holy Spirit of God, all three are one and all three agree in one the bible says in the book of first john uh, so are we made in the image of god as you look in the mirror uh, you will see a physical form that's your physical being amen but you know you have a little bit more than that you have a spirit within you your conscience your intellect everything about you and and, and the design about you some people are moody amen some people are angry some people are just quiet some people are naturally happy Amen. Some people are anxious. Some people are depressed. That's your spirit. But there, if you go a little further, you have something more about you that you know is in there that the atheist can't deny. Uh, that the people who say God is real, but he's just not involved with mankind, uh, agnostics, uh, they can't deny it either. Amen. It's called your soul. And the Bible says one day that soul shall be required of thee. That's what needs to be born again is your soul. You don't have to worry about your outside. We spend so much time trying to keep it slim and trim. But you would be surprised. You, you spend your time trying to keep slim and trim and some abs. God's going to give you a new body in heaven. It's going to be an 800-pound body. Amen. You, you said, well, this is what you work for. Uh, instead of serving me, this is what you get forever. Amen. And I, I, but Lord, please don't do that to me. Uh, it'll, it'll never be able to burn it off. Amen. But listen, you, you, you spend time walking with God. You build up the inner man. The Bible says God, uh, bodily exercise profits little, but godliness with contentment is great gain. Amen. You start sowing to the flesh of the flesh, you'll reap corruption. You try to uh, uh, save your life now, you're going to lose it. But he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. And the Bible says they that sow to the spirit of God shall reap life everlasting. Amen. God gave us a soul, uh, and that soul, the moment you receive Christ, is made alive. It's born again. It's born again.
Adam was not talking to God when he was dead on the floor. The moment you got born again, you are made now to get up. Get up. Rise. Rise. Christ hath given thee life. Rise and walk with your Savior. Rise and walk with your Creator. You say, you don't know who I am. I, with the things I've done, Christ hath set you free. You don't know my past and what I struggle with. Christ has set you free. Christ has made you alive. He went to the prison and he opened the door. He's the only one that could. He went to the hospitals and healed all those on their deathbeds spiritually. Healed them. Said, go. You are healed. They don't have to come back for checkup. They're made whole. Moses here, the Bible says, was the man God raised up to deliver his people. Moses went out of fear into the wilderness when he, the Bible says, he uh, seen a, an a Egyptian uh, whooping Fellow Israelites, Moses went and murdered them and buried them in the sand. And Pharaoh heard about it. Moses got fearful and he ran. And he spent a third of his life, 40 years, keeping the flock of his father-in-law. His father-in-law was a priest of Midian. He wasn't a godly man. He was a religious man, but he was lost. Amen? And Moses spent his life serving uh, this man, his father-in-law, Jethro, the priest of Midian. And God got a hold of him, amen? And I'm going to call this a distraction of God. Thank God for his distractions, amen? Now, we teach our kids not to get distracted. You stay focused on your work. And it's hard to keep uh, yourself focused, uh, especially if you're if you're a person that walks uh, works in the office and you're on the computer and and uh, you know you have the option to work or play Tetris or something, you know I, I can see that distraction, and you can get tempted to get distracted easily, and we have we're surrounded by a lot of distractions, amen. But let me tell you this: Moses was in the wilderness. The Bible says uh, he was in the backside of the desert. Leading, uh, the Bible says in verse 1, he kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert. Now Moses was focused. Now if you're a shepherd, you, this is not an eight-hour job. This is not a 12-hour job. This is a 24-7 job. Shepherds ate and slept with their sheep. They spent their life living out with the sheep. They smelled like the sheep. They, they didn't eat what the sheep ate, amen. They would have to uh, get, you know, get their lunch and food or whatever and lead and, and do what they had to do, but they spent their life with the sheep. The shepherd, it was a 24-hour job, and he used his life for uh, the prophet of Jethro, his father-in-law. Let me say this. Moses didn't get distracted. 
He was focused. You couldn't get distracted as a shepherd. A wolf would come and snatch, or coyotes, or whatever it is, or a sheep would just wander off and fall off the cliff. But I'm going to say this. Moses' whole life was a distraction. Because Moses had a higher calling. He didn't get distracted with the little things. His whole life was a distraction. He was distracted from God. And thank God, in verse 2, an angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. Now the Lord Jesus Christ, amen? Uh, the Lord Jesus Christ appears in the Old Testament as a rock, amen? Uh, as uh, an angel, amen? And uh, as many uh, forms the Lord comes, he appeared to Nebuchadnezzar as the son of God walking around in the fire, amen? Amen, because he is. He always was and shall ever always be. And here we have the Lord Jesus Christ came down in the midst of a bush, and he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside. It sounded like Moses struggled with something for a long time. He didn't say, oh, what is this? I'm going to go. It sounded like he was thinking about it, amen, for a while. It could possibly be that God got his attention before. Maybe he's seen another bush burning before, 30 years prior. Uh, whatever the case may be, but God came down in the bush, and naturally, wherever God is, there's going to be a fire, amen? And it's the fire of God. You get saved, there's going to be a fire burning in your heart for the Lord Jesus Christ. It's going to cause you uh, to do th some things for the Lord. It's going to cause you to go out and win souls for Christ. Uh, you can't shut up a person on fire for God. They're going to be preaching the gospel. They're going to be, uh, I remember there was people who, uh, they, they would, uh, we would knock on the door and they, they say, you get out of here right now. I said, man, we, we are not Jehovah Witnesses. You got to proclaim that now before you didn't have to. But the Jehovah Witnesses, they overrun, amen, the good, solid uh, Christian soul winners out there. And everyone that thinks somebody's knocking on the door is a Jehovah Witness. They've seen that it works, amen, and they, so they followed suit. Uh, but we, I would say, man, we're not Jehovah Witnesses. I don't care what you are. I don't want it. Uh, just get off my property. And don't you leave anything in my door either. I said, who does she think? She is, I'm going to leave two now in her door, and uh, I pray she gets saved. Ma'am, I'm going to leave this in your door, and don't be offended, but I'm going to leave this in your door. You better not leave that in my door. I will call the cops. Yeah, you call the cops then. Amen. I'm going to leave this in your door. Why? Because you can't shut up. You can't uh, uh, keep silent somebody who has a fire and an urgency about uh, people going to hell, knowing that person's going to hell. They need to hear. And you spend a little more opportunity. Ma'am, I'm just uh, here to tell you about the Lord Jesus Christ, how you can get saved, how you can receive forgiveness of sins, and your soul be made alive and be born again. No, I don't want that. Uh, get it off my property. Ma'am, I can tell you about how. And it'll just spend extra moments. Uh, through her stubbornness, she's still hearing. Amen? How the Lord can use just a fire. And may God set a fire in your heart. And wherever the presence of God is, there's going to be a fire. There's going to be a fire. There's going to be a fire in your home for the Lord Jesus Christ. 
uh, if God's presence is really with you, you're going to have a fire in your home. It's not going to burn your house down, no, but it will light it up for sure. There's going to be a fire in there, a, a good fire, a fire uh, where you, you can uh, start seeing some things that you need to clear up. Amen? A, a fire that is, will, will burn the sin out of your home, uh, burn the hidden sins of your spouse out. Uh, wives, you don't know maybe what your husband's struggling with, but let me tell you this. The devil doesn't leave your husband alone. You better believe that uh, he struggles with things because he's a man. May you pray for him and ask God and get a fire in you and it'll help burn uh, the things out. And uh, men, don't forget the devil, he attacked Eve. He's after your wife. He's after your wife to get you to sin and you to fall. Uh, but maybe it'd be a fire in your heart to help. Uh, drive your wife and, and burn the sin out of your home to protect your children. We need the presence of God uh, when, in our home and in our life and in our work. And wherever the presence of God is, there's going to be a fire. There's going to be a fire for you uh, to drive away sin, to get strengthened. Moses came, he seen it, and he was amazed that the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now. I will now, this was a decision on Moses' part, to leave the flock right now. You say, I can't uh, do that. I can't, I know God is calling me. Listen to me. When God, and the presence of God comes and falls in your life, he's going to talk to you. Well, you know what he wants you to do. The fire of God falls in your life, and you stand before the presence of God, he's going to require of you some things. And only you and him know what that is. And the Bible says, Moses turned aside, verse 4, and when the Lord saw that he turned aside, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush. He said, God doesn't speak to me. There's some things in your life then. You know, sin keeps God's voice from being heard in your life. You may be running off the prayer and strength of years prior. You may be running off the fire from when you got saved years ago. But you need a fresh. You need a re-strengthening. You need a renewal. You need a re-empowerment. Amen? God's mercy is new every morning uh, because we need it every morning. We don't need it just one time and, uh, and we got saved. Praise God. Hallelujah. We need it every day and we need a re-strengthening and a re, uh, rejuvenation in our spiritual walk, in our lives. When the Lord saw that he turned aside, when was the last time you put aside all your life? Moses' life was taking care of the sheep. What a life. He was on the backside of the desert taking care of sheep that wasn't his. And what is the best thing that can happen to us in this world? We, walk, we work for this world. May you have the be best job ever in this world with the most money, and it just all belongs to somebody else. You can never take anything with you. And this is a picture of just that. Moses given his life for somebody else and their prophet on the backside of the desert, all alone. But God got his attention. He was distracted by God. 
He was distracted. May God distract us today. May God get, uh, give us a little glimpse of his glory in our lives. May God send a fire from heaven. You ever get a fiery trial in your life? A temptation? How about a sickness? Whatever goes against you starts beating on, on, uh, uh, on your shore, amen? It starts burning away and eating at you. That's fire. And you feel the fire, but yet it's not burned. It just continues and continues and continues. Maybe God sent that your way to get your attention, to get you turned aside. Did, did you go through and face some trials in your life? Did you turn your life aside to, to God to see why? Did you say, why, God, did I go through these problems? Or did you just go on and complain like everybody else? Moses turned himself aside. I'm sure God got his attention many times. But this time, Moses said, I will now. I've learned from years past. Thank you, God, for coming down again. This time, I'm going to God. How many times will you face the same trial and temptation and things over and over and over and over again before you turn aside to God? And the Bible says the moment Moses turned aside to God to see, God immediately called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. He was all alone. But here you have the God who really cares. Amen. He said, nobody cares about me. Do you care about God? God is the one who called out to Moses. Moses, all he did was come. And God said, Moses, Moses, I've been waiting for you here. He turned aside. He went to God. God had some things for him. Moses said, here am I. Submission. He didn't say, what do you want? He said, God, I'm here. I'm done with Jethro. I'm done with all this world. I'm come to you now. He called his name. God called Moses away. Moses turned aside. God then called his name, and Moses gave up and said, God, I'm here. Whatever you want, take me. I'm redeeming my time. Whatever's left, whatever value, whatever you can use me for, oh God, I'm here. Take me. The first thing God told him to do is say, he said, you stay right where you're at. First, number one. Put off thy shoes. That's a symbol. You're not going anywhere. You're going to stay with me, and I'm going to stay with you. We often claim the verse, God never leaves us or forsakes us, but we're the ones who are not there. We're not there where God wants us to be. We're not... We're not able. Are you able in your problems and circumstances to just call out to God knowing he's just right there? One, reach away. Or does he seem too far away? How far did you allow the devil to take you? 
Moses, he said, yes, God. First thing I want you to do, take off your shoes. You know the shoes that you've been using to walk around in the world in? They're full of all that sin and dirt. Take them off. God, these are my only shoes. I can't go anywhere. This is who I am. I got some new shoes for you. I got some new shoes. Some better ones. Ones that won't wear out. Ones that don't give you blisters. Amen? I got plans for you, Moses. I am the God of thy father. Verse 6. Why do I got to take off my shoes? Because the place where I now stand is holy. If you want to stay with me and you want me to stay with you, you got to take off those shoes. You got to plan on staying. You got to make sure you're staying. You're going to take them off. It doesn't say Moses put back his shoes on. You're going to take them shoes off and lay them down. You're going to plan to stay. By faith, God, I'm not going anywhere. Jesus told Peter after he caught the fish, Peter, lovest thou me more than these fish here? Peter was a commercial fisher. You lovest thou me more than these? He said, yea, Lord, thou knowest I love thee. He said, then I got some plans for you. You're going to feed my sheep. Moses, I got something better. You said, here I am, Moses? Yes, Lord. Then you're going to take your shoes off. You're going to plan to stay. You're going to be with me, and I'm going to be with you. Lord, what are you going to have me do? Well, just as you led these sheep through the backside of the desert all these years, Yes, Lord, are you going to help me, make me serve in a palace? And No, you're going to lead my sheep through the backside of the desert. Maybe even worse. Sheep don't talk back. Sheep don't complain. Sheep don't murmur. Sheep don't stab you in the back like his own brother and sister did. Sheep don't uh, go against you, tyranny. God, why would I want to do that? He said, because this time I'm going to be with you. There is no greater life than when God is with you. Amen. You'll never be lonely. You'll never, you'll never famish. You'll never go hungry. You'll never be afraid. For thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow thee all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We're going to close. The Bible says in Romans, Romans chapter 2. We need a distraction from God today in our lives. I believe we're living, maybe many of us, our whole life as one big distraction. The devil keeping us from something greater. May God distract you. May God distract you. May God distract you 
from losing your life. May God distract you so that you can have something greater. May God distract you today from his glory and power so that you can live the rest of your days with purpose and grace and strength and hope with the Lord Jesus Christ. In Romans 2, the Bible says in verse 4, Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. We serve a good God. Good God. You don't have to be good for God to be good to you. You don't have to love God for God to love you. Would you redeem the time today? Would you ask God, God, is my whole life one big distraction from serving you? Would you come down, oh God, in my life? Would the fire of God fall on me and light my way and show me that I need to turn aside? And I promise you, the moment you turn aside, when God seen Moses turn aside, then God spoke to Moses. That's when God spoke to Moses. You feel as though God is far away from you, not answering your prayers. You might have your whole life as a distraction. May God distract you and point you to the direction he wants you to go, where he wants you to be. God's waiting for you. The bush still burns today. As the fire of God fell that day, may it fall in your lives today and be distracted by Almighty God from this world. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I ask you, Lord, to fall right now and speak to hearts. Lord, we ask you to fall because you're higher than us. You're in heaven on your throne. But Lord, we know you're willing to come down for our sake. And we ask you, please, oh God, come down and distract us from our lives. Our lives aren't all that great. Lord, what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world but then lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Lord, and what can we give for all the years we already wasted? May you come and distract us from wasting more. Get our attention, get our focus, and let us come to you. Let us turn aside pull off our shoes, and plan to stay in the presence of God. Lord, I pray you bless this hour in Jesus' name. If God spoke to your heart as the piano plays, let's all stand. Come on down. May God distract you. Ask God, God, fall in my life. May the fire of God fall and get my eyes off this world and get them fixated on the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, God, distract me from my work. Oh, God, distract me from my cares. Oh, God, distract me from everything but you. Give me purpose, oh, God, again. He said, Moses, Moses, I am the God of thy fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. I'm going to make of you something greater. 
I'm going to use you to lead my people. Ask God to distract you. And when he does, would you turn aside and come to God? You say, wow, I really went through some hard trials, Pastor. Did you turn aside to God? Or did your heart get hardened? You don't know what I've been through. Did you turn aside to God? Did it cause you to spend more time in prayer? Did it cause you to get closer to Christ? Did you use the time to draw nigh to God and he'll draw nigh to you? Or did you go on your way? You must turn aside. And when you turn aside, God will call out your name. May God use a distraction in your life to turn you aside today. He'll change you. I promise you, watch out. He'll give you purpose because he's the one who really knows who you are and what you need. People are praying still. Maybe you're not here and you're not saved. I never doubt that. You're not saved today. Come. Come down. If you're a woman, we'll take a woman to show you how you can get saved. If you're a man, we'll take a man to show you how you can get saved from God's word. And God will breathe in your nostrils the Holy Spirit of God. And you'll be born again. And you'll be alive. No longer dead. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you, Father, for your word. Lord, thank you, Father, for speaking to us, O God. I pray you distract us, Lord, from this world. Lord, set a distraction and ordain it in our lives, Lord, whether it be a trial, a fiery trial of our faith, though it be much more precious than a gold that perisheth, though we be tribal fire, might be found in the praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. May it be, Lord, uh, somebody, Lord, that crosses paths, but God's something, and may you give us grace to turn aside so we can hear our names called out by you, Lord. Let us get your attention, Lord. Uh, Lord, as we see our day approaching, as we see that day approaching when you return, Father, get our attention because the time is running short. We thank you for all those who came to visit us with us today. I pray you bless them. Lord, is our first time out. Uh, Lord, I pray for Shannon. You be with her and bless her. I pray for Angel. Continue to be with him. Bless him, Lord. And everybody else here, oh God, I uh, thank you for everybody partaking in this service. May, Lord, you've been pleased with this service. And may you bless our week. I pray, Lord, you prompt people, if it's your will, to come out Wednesday night at 7 that they could be a part of our midweek service. In the name of Jesus Christ, I ask. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Pray for me as I pray for you. Amen. And God bless you. Any, uh, I'll be around if you want to speak with me. Amen. And uh, I'm here um, as the Lord permits.